We would like to acknowledge the terrible people, the traditional owners of the land on which we record Extra Virgin Podcast. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Hello, I'm Natasha Mirosh. And I'm Sam Donsky. Welcome to Extra Virgin Postcards, where we invite a guest from around the world to share what they love about where they live, the best things to see and do, and where and what to eat. You'll get insights that only a local would know. So whether you're looking for destination inspiration, or you're just armchair travelling, let this Extra Virgin Postcard take you away. Hi, my name's Luke Bottinger. I live here in Invercargill in southern New Zealand. I was born and raised here and although I spent most of my adult life trying to keep away from the place, I'm still here. I work in Invercargill at Oyster Factory. I'm an oyster shucker. Invercargill is known locally as the city of water and light. The light bit comes in because of our long twilights. In summertime, we get 16 hours of daylight. But in winter, it's barely eight hours. And the water, the locals sort of joke, it's probably to do with our horizontal rain that we get quite often. Four seasons in one day around here. But that's just all part of living so far south on the planet, I guess. It used to be the southernmost city in the world. But that crown has now been taken by Shwaya in southern Argentina. It has the same population as in Vicargo, making it a city. So because it's slightly further south, it's now the southernmost city. We get the Aurora Australis here in winter. It's quite popular for people to come and see that. You're not right under it like you would be in Norway or somewhere north like that for the Aurora Borealis, but you still get a good view of it. Invercargill is known for its very wide streets, which are named after rivers in the UK. And our streets are so wide because we used to have trams running down them. And our civic administrators and all their wisdom, they decided to get rid of the trams, which is a great shame, really. It's also the birthplace of women's suffrage in New Zealand. In 1884, there was a women's suffrage movement, which led to New Zealand women becoming the first in the world to get the vote. So anyone interested in women's suffrage history, there's that. It wasn't really known itself as a tourist destination, but more of a gateway to other tourist destinations like Stewart Island, which is a national park, and also the conservation area of Fiordland, which is a huge national park. So it was always known as a gateway to that, but in the last few years, it's becoming more of a tourist attraction because of the attractions within the town itself that we have now, mainly to do with transport and motorcycles. Every year in February, we have the Burt Munro Challenge, which is the largest motorcycle-orientated festival in the Southern Hemisphere. And that's to do with Burt Munro, who was the subject of a movie that was made here called The World's Fastest Indian. The Indian being the motorbike that Burt rode. And he used to go to the Bonneville Salt Flats in America and break all sorts of speed records on it. We now also have a transport museum called Bill Richardson's Transport World, and that has hundreds of different types of vehicles that you can walk around and touch and photograph. There's also a motorcycle museum, which is also a cafe, and that has over 300 motorcycles to go and look at. Motorcycle Mecca, it's called. You do have to pay to go in and see the motorcycles, but 
There's also a working hardware store called E. Hayes and Sons, and that also has many motorcycles on display that you don't have to pay to go and see because as it's a working hardware store, you can just go in there. They've also got classic cars from the US from the 50s and 60s. For the size of Invercargill, it's really quite a large hardware store, but that's because it's also a free museum. Invercargill also has a rather large polytechnical college, which has a scheme called Zero Fees. And if you pass your exams, your tuition is free and it's open to Australians. So there's quite a few, not only Australians, there are other nationalities that come for the Polytech. So Invercargill is basically a student town and it has that student town vibe. Lots of young people from other places getting around, which is always nice. The weather in Invercargill, we can get four seasons in one day. But what I like about the weather is we actually get four seasons. Some warmer climbs, seems like you're getting two, but we get all four seasons. So we get the nice colour changes in autumn, which brings me to Queen's Park, which is a very large 200-acre park right in the middle of town. You can wander around there for hours. There's all sorts of different gardens and features and there's an 18-hole golf course and there's a cafe. And because there's so many introduced trees there, you get all the autumn colours makes for some nice photos because native New Zealand trees don't lose their leaves or change colour. But the introduced European ones do, so it's quite nice to go and see that. Things to eat, the oysters that we're so fond of here and very proud of. These oysters are not farmed oysters. They're actually harvested from the bottom of the sea. So special boats go out with a dredge and they dredge them up from the bottom of the ocean and bring them to the factory where I work. And we separate them from their shells and they get distributed all around New Zealand and we don't actually export them but that's because we don't need to because the local market is enough to satisfy sales. When we eat them we often eat them raw although I tend not to do that because I'm looking at them all day and I go home smelling like an oyster factory so I don't really want to eat them raw but I do eat them cooked and we deep fry them or shallow fry them in a batter usually a beer batter. They only take a couple of minutes to cook. And some people like a squirt of lemon on them, which I personally do. Others will eat them with a salad and some chips or just on their own. You can go into the factory shop and you can buy them. And the season runs between the 1st of March and the 31st of August. And you can just buy them over the counter from the shop. They're not cheap, but people have to be paid. (laughs) We get paid quite well, so (laughs) that's probably why. There are some good dining opportunities in town, restaurants. There's many bars and pubs, but it's not like in other towns where you can just come here and open a bar yourself. Because of prohibition in the early part of the 20th century, we didn't have alcohol sales and we finally managed to get the government to have that back. But it was heavily regulated by a local licensing trust who to this day still controls who can sell alcohol. So they actually own all of the venues where you can buy alcohol in Invercargill. So just a word of warning, if you come here and go to the supermarket looking for the wine aisle, there isn't one. You've actually got to go to a trust-owned liquor store and buy your alcohol there, which I've never had a problem with. I actually think that's a good thing. Because it's not under your nose everywhere you look. And the profits go back into the community. It has its detractors, mainly people from elsewhere, but it suits us and we like it that way. The bars are just like any other bar you might go to anywhere else. They're just not owned by individuals, they're owned by the community. Another thing close to Invercargill that's worth checking out, if you like going to the beach, Areti Beach. 
it's a good example of a really wild New Zealand beach. Even though it's only 10 kilometres out of town, when you go there, you won't see any sign of human habitation whatsoever. All you'll see is the ocean and Stewart Island to the south. Just looks like a, a range of mountains on the horizon. And it's a 27 kilometre long beach and you can drive along its entire length. But just watch out for the tide. If it's a spring tide, you might get caught out. But that's quite a good place to visit. And in summer, it's quite a good swimming beach too. So you'll see other people there in the summertime. But in the wintertime, it's a very wild-looking beach. It's a good place to go and watch a sunset. But depending on the time of year, you might have to wait till about past 10 at night if it's summertime to see the sunset. But in the winter, the sun will be setting about 4.30 in the afternoon, which some people might find a bit strange. Just off the coast of the South Island, you'll see across Fovo Strait, there is Stewart Island. And if you go down to Bluff or to Areti Beach, you can see it. It's an island that is in its entirety a national park. It's mostly native bush and wild coastline. And there is a track that goes right around the island that you can walk and there's huts you can stay in. And it's the only place in New Zealand where you can see the native kiwi bird actually foraging on a beach in the daytime because those birds are nocturnal. But on Stewart Island, they come out during the day and they'll be foraging on a beach and you can just sit there and watch them walking around. Most New Zealanders have never even seen a kiwi because they are nocturnal or live in the bush. And those that have seen them have seen them in a wildlife park. And the wildlife workers there will bring the kiwi out for you to look at, I think, while it's asleep. But if you go to Stewart Island, they don't need to do that. You can just see them on the beach. You can also do shark diving there. There's a colony of great white sharks that lives in a bay on Stewart Island. And I think it's about seven or $800 to go down a cage and see these great white sharks. But if you don't want to do that, you can still tag along and watch other people put themselves in harm's way. I'm not sure I would do it, but a lot of people are into that. There's also salmon farming on Stewart Island, so it's a good place to go and eat salmon. Um, Invercargill as well is a good place to sample that. But the track that goes around Stewart Island is called the Rakiura Track, and that's a Maori name. The, the, the Maori name for Stewart Island is actually Rakiura, and it means land of the glowing skies. But no one really knows whether it's to do with the long twilights or the Aurora Australis. So probably both, because the Maoris would have observed both of those. The track takes three days, but you can really take as long as you like over it. I think it's three days if you're really fit, but I've heard it's not that difficult, but you can do it over a week. And there are huts you can stay in. When I was young, when I grew up in the 80s, Invercargill wasn't as vibrant and as attractive city as it is today. And a lot of young people like myself, we left. And we did that for better opportunities. A lot of us went to bigger towns in New Zealand. A lot of us went to Australia. I went to Australia and I ended up meeting a young lady there from Holland. And after we had a bit of a look around Australia, we ended up living together in Holland. And I lived there for six years and I became a citizen of the Netherlands. And we both ended up back here in New Zealand, but living in Christchurch. We lived in Christchurch for five years and then she decided to go back to Holland by herself and that brought me back here to Southland and that was 20 years ago. So I've been back 20 years and I don't actually live in the city itself. I live about half an hour out of town in a small country town called Wyndham, or one pub town and I live out here because I like quiet life and it suits me. 
And I drive to town every day and I visit family in Invercargill. Now that Invercargill is a different place to when I grew up, it's actually a very pleasant environment and I no longer call it a dump. All those other things we used to call it growing up, it was actually, as a child, it was a fantastic place to grow up. But once you became a young adult, a lot of us just thought it was boring. I guess those of us who weren't into outdoor pursuits, which were always there, which we could have done, but because we grew up there, we just thought we had to get away. It seemed to be a rite of passage for someone who grew up in Invercargill to go away and seek their fortune somewhere else, and I was one of them. good thing to see in Invercargill is its very unique water tower. It's a large brick building, and it's very, very unique in that it's absolutely massive, and it's completely made of brick, and that's our water tower, and it's very photogenic. And it's a good place to start a bit of a walking tour around the town because across the road from it is Queen's Park. You could spend hours walking around there. And it's also not that far from the centre of town. So if you are in Invercargill, make sure to check out the water tower. In fact, if you're in New Zealand or you're planning a trip, a lot of people bypass Invercargill, but there's no need to. Just make sure you come here and check it out because it is worth visiting does have some charm and it would be a shame if you were to come all this way from wherever you are in the world and not visit our southernmost city. It really would be.